0: I'm inviting you into this A. Gabrielle exclusive. Keep the conversation going by following A. Gabrielle Exclusives on Instagram. What's happening, good people? Another week, another conversation here on A. Gabrielle Exclusives. This is episode two for things I wish I knew before starting or graduating college. I have four game changers on the show with me this week. And so I'm gonna pass the mic and allow them to introduce themselves along with their take on the fill-in for the world would be a better place with more wood.
1: So without further ado, guest number one. Hi everyone, my name is LaTori. Um, So I recently, maybe, well not that recently, but I've already graduated college um, from FITM, the Fashion Institute, of design and merchandising in california um, located in downtown la um and pretty much i'm back and forth from dallas to california obviously because of this pandemic i have actually been in dallas um, i made it here just before all that happened so i haven't had a chance to go back yet i'm not in a rush i missed my family and everything um, it was cool being back for a little bit so yeah that's pretty much a little bit about me um, but most importantly for me What I feel like we could um, add more to this world, give more is support. Um, I feel like whether it be your friends, your family, uh, peers that you've worked with, um, people in your church, that type of support, um, mental support, physical support, financial support, it all really helps keep us elevated, um, especially when you're going through things in life, whether it be from work or just, you know, personal things. Um, support is the, the biggest thing I feel like that we need to put more into the world to get a lot back out from. So,
0: Yeah. Thank you, LaTori. We'll hear from guest number two now. Hey, cool. Uh,
2: my name is Isaiah Williams. I'm originally from uh, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, later I moved to Converse, Texas, a small city right outside of San Antonio. Uh, I had the really distinct pleasure and really was blessed uh, to graduate from the University of North Texas, actually the first person in my family to go to a four-year and graduate. That's, something that's pretty cool. Um, I currently live, like, kind of in Frisco, kind of, little m. Um, and what I would say, one thing that the world needs more of is, is definitely understanding. I feel like uh, in this time of age, um, especially in social media, people say things, like, for the impact and stuff, and people don't want to have real honest conversations or to actually listen. Uh, and I feel like listening and understanding is where we begin to change. So, Thanks for
0: that idea. Guest number
3: three. Hi, guys. My name is Bria Abudu. I'm originally from Garland, Texas, which is in the Dallas area. Um, I graduated from Stephen F. Austin State University in 2016. Um, that's in Nacogdoches, Texas, a little history or geography lesson. Nacogdoches is the oldest town in Texas. So, Axum. And I, like Isaiah, was the first person in my family to um attend a four-year institution and graduate um so that's a really big honor that i have um and a really big blessing that i like
2: to carry with me
3: i now live in austin texas it is the capital of texas and the best city in texas in my book and i'm really happy to be here with you guys it the world will be a better place with more truth and honesty
0: thanks for that bria and last but not least guest number four
4: Hi guys, my name is Javon. Uh, I went to Sam Neeson State University. Uh, I am from the Dallas area. The world would be a better place if we all just had uh, just more kindness with each other. I think if we were all more kind to each other and we all just, you know, just respected each other instead of just trying to, you know, judge or put by its cover, I think the world would be a lot better.
0: Thanks for that. Y'all, I'm so excited to um, just have some conversation with these Guests I have on the show this week, um, they're amazing people, and I'm sure you can tell that just by their answers to our iceberger question. So we'll go ahead and go back to guest number one. Um, keeping in the theme with the show, I've asked everyone to prepare a list of five things that they wish they would have known before starting or graduating college. So let's jump in.
1: All right, so my first five things is gonna be, well, starting with one is applying for jobs and internships um, even before and while in college. Um, Two would be money management. Um, I I had a long list. I was excited, girl. (laughs) But I have my five. Um, Three, social networking. Four, college decisions. also meaning just like, you know, figuring out where it is that you want to go to college. And then lastly, um, learning about FAFSA, learning about, um, you know, the free money that's out there for you, scholarships, grants, all those type of things um, that's out there for you that can help you get through college. Okay, so for one, applying for jobs, the biggest lesson was not realizing how important and how it is to really start thinking about your future and going through high school, you know, they tell you, oh, you know, you got time, you got time to figure out where you want to go and things like that. But because I decided to go out of state for college, I felt like looking back, I should have prepared myself with saving more, um, getting jobs that had something to do with the major, perhaps. And luckily, uh, me and Gabby didn't end up going to the same uh, high school. Um, so we had a fashion program. So that's my uh, major fashion design. We did have a fashion club and we had fashion classes. So I thank God for that opportunity and that platform there at our school, because had I just went to any other school, I feel like, especially in the Dallas area, which is not common for fashion design to be um, a a subject that you can learn, it was important for me to take those classes. Mm -hmm. And so that's actually how I ended up going to FITM. Um, There was a person that came to talk to us about their admissions and all that type of thing. So the point is, um, internships and applying for jobs for me was big because it gave me that stability that I needed. It gave me the preparations that I needed to um, work in this industry. Um, And so being able to intern with these different companies, whether it was a swimwear company, streetwear company, children's wear company, um, I was able to learn the ins and outs of those different types of jobs. And so now that I'm working on my own clothing line, I can take the things that I've learned from there and apply it to You know right now what I'm doing Um, second moving into money management um, I think that's just kind of like all around you want to be able to save so you can afford things you want to be able to make money so that you you can fund things that you 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 know you're invested in or whatever it may be Um, so for me personally I didn't take that serious until I did get to college being on my own where my family is here in Dallas and I was in California um, working because California is expensive working, you know, two jobs to make uh, ends meet. I mean, that's just not how some people want to live. You don't want to be living from paycheck to paycheck. So that importance of learning how to uh, manage your money, how to save for emergencies and things was really important. And I think that I can piggyback that off of my next one, which is college decisions, which is, um, very important because if you don't have the financials, if you don't have people that's gonna support you or the financial backing, it is really hard to put yourself through college. Um, and I thank God for my mom that you know was able to help me. And then I did have scholarships. I had grants that also helped, but it didn't take care of everything. So um, saving, working, all of that helped to push me through, but also having financial aid, those scholarships. And then of course I had to take out some loans. Um, so I do want to talk heavily about college decisions because I feel like a lot of people want to go to colleges that make their parents proud. You know, whether they've been to HBCUs, such as like a family tradition, or if they're in religious work, they want to go to a a religious college. Those different types of things are important and you need to understand what you're getting yourself into when you do go to college, you know what I'm saying? What type of career centers do they have that's gonna actually um you know get you a, a good job when you finish going to school. So it's so much to talk about in that particular topic, but for me, my college decision was when I did my tours here in Dallas, I went to the fashion uh the art institute, Wade College, different colleges around Dallas, Texas that had fashion programs. And when I went, I asked myself like okay, this is nice, but what type of tools do they have for me? What type of environment am I going to be around? What am I going to be able to soak out of my term at you know this particular college? And for me, my thing was a place where not only are they teaching me fashion, but what type of programs or events or fashion shows can I be a part of that will perhaps put my name out there. Um, so certain things like that was important for me when I made my decision to go to them. So yeah, um, moving to my my fourth one is gonna be social networking. Um, my personal experience with that is, is I'm sometimes I can be a little shy, but, um, I had to learn the hard way in order to make connections, in order to make friends. You have to be outgoing. You have to put yourself in an environment where you perhaps may not feel comfortable. But in the end, putting yourself out there, meeting new people um, will bring some positive things into your life. Because it's like you never know who you'll meet that have that extra, you know, guidance or that extra to push for you that can get you in the hands of somebody else that can help further you along in your career. Um, so I feel like that's something important that I wish I would have focus more on or knew about going to college. And I mean, it sounds so simple, but it really is important. If you are one of those type of people that you don't go to parties or you don't go out to a lot of events, you stay to yourself. And I feel like yourself can be the biggest hindrance. If you stay in a comfort zone, you can't push yourself to do bigger things. You can't push yourself to do things that you're, you know, perhaps afraid to do. And so I had to learn that the hard way because I missed out on a lot. I mean, thankfully, I was a part of a fashion club in high school, and I did carry that into college. They had lots of clubs that I was a part of, but that helped me to learn how to connect with people, how to be social, how to put myself out there and show them like, hey, I know it's a million of us that want to be designers or whatever it is, but I'm gonna tell you why I'm different from the rest. You know what I'm saying? But being respectful where we can come together as a community. So social networking was really important for me. Um lastly, um, I talked a little bit about um what colleges have to offer, but my last one was learning how to do how to do fast for yourself. Um, because I I think a lot of our parents, if you if you had that kind of took care of things for you in college regarding the financials. And that's a lot of what happened with me. It was just me and my mom. And so there's been times where I could have been more invested in what I was getting myself into. And now that I've graduated, my loans have started coming back. So it's like, this is real life. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's time to get a hold of some things. So I kind of just based my list off of preparing myself financially really that was really the biggest thing for me just being prepared and understanding what I was getting myself into and now that I've graduated what is my plan to take care of my loans and to get my company off the ground those type of things that all include um, finances so yeah
0: (laughs) awesome thank you for sharing Latoya I definitely um, kind of echo your point about mentioning the FAFSA because I think that FAFSA is honestly one of the things that holds people back from applying to colleges or because they think that they can't afford it or they just don't know, you know, how to help their parents figure out the financial information to submit. So I definitely think that that's um, a very relevant thing. So I appreciate you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. All right. We'll hear from guest number two now.
2: Wow, no, that was that really was great, Latori. Uh, I think I'll echo some of the things you said probably in a different way. My first one was, like, how to map out my future, right, to to match my expectations for what I wanted. Uh, my second one was the best advice I ever got was from recent grads, not people who had been in the field for 20 or 30 years. Uh, my third one was, like, and this is after college, I wish I would have learned the technical skills, like, on, on a way deeper level, like, stuff like Excel and stuff like that. Um, number four one thing I wish I would have known about was like the identity crisis that that some people go through right after graduation just like who am I you know like you've been a student your whole life um, and even though you struggled through college when you graduate it seems like two months after you have to pay all these bills and it's just all these different things you don't know about um, and then number five is a you know, just in general, just life isn't a straight or linear line. You know, it's, it's you know, ups and downs, you know, sideways and stuff like that. Uh, so, number one, how to map out my future to match my expectations. I believe Tori talked about a little bit with the, uh, the fashion schools and stuff. And I think that was so cool because when I graduated high school, I didn't have, like, that capacity to really match, like, well, this is what I want to do, right? And, and, and this is what will give me there. And I was blessed enough to, you know, God sent me to UNT. I had never heard about UNT, like, before my spring semester of high school. And they just happened to have a public administration program, which, you know, just kind of like an MBA for the public sector. Um, so a whole lot of stuff that I wanted to do, like social entrepreneurship, um, a lot of stuff I cared about, like food deserts, um, education disparities, were stuff that public administrators fix and work on. So I I was blessed in that regard. Um, But then going back to internships and jobs and classes and stuff, um, I wish I would have had that capacity to sit down and say, oh, this is where I need to intern. This is GPA I need to have. You know, this is what I need to be knowing um, before I graduate. Um, And then uh, number two, the best advice is from recent grads. Um, I think that I was kind of arrogant when I first came to college or whatever. I was like, I don't want to listen to people who just graduated. You know, you're doing this and this. But as I began talking to people who were like 30 years in, like they didn't have any, they had like some really good advice, but they didn't have advice. Oh, this is how you land a job right after graduation. This is what you do. This is what you need to know right, right after you graduate. Um, and then as I began to look on people's LinkedIn, people only tell you about their successes. They don't tell you about like the five year gap after they graduated where they didn't have a job in their field or they had to work somewhere you know, that wasn't in their field. So recent grads really helped me out a lot. Then um, three, the technical skills. I don't I don't know about y'all, but my first project was like, it's something on Excel when I graduated. So I got this and like, I totally bombed it. And I was just so embarrassed, you know, cause I was like, wow, I thought I was like here. I thought I was there. I thought it was great. And that was just a real eye opener to like, wow, you know, I'm not, I'm not where I should be. And, you know, there's some things that I need to uh, gain there for the identity crisis that happens, man. Uh, when people talk about post-grad depression, I didn't think I was going to get it because I graduated with a job and stuff like that, but it still happened. Like it was just so many different things. Like, I mean, even the littlest thing, like the healthcare work, I didn't understand anything about that. You know, I'm a first generation person trying to figure all this out. Or even if you're just a regular grad, like trying to figure out, all this different stuff is like difficult and working 40 50 hours a week and all that stuff is really difficult and you begin to question yourself like well this is what i wanted but it seems so far away and i don't feel like i'm competent enough to get it um and then five life is is a straight or linear line and that's what i want um some of the younger people to understand because when you come to college you have like this view of like this is right this is wrong this is what i'm going to be at in five years and I I'm a huge person on plans. Right. But I mean, like there's setbacks. Um, you know, you have to allow room for God to get in your situation and work it out. Cause I mean, you know, you can want to do something and then like God shows you, Oh, you know, that's not what you want to do. You know, um, I feel like a lot of people can get can beat themselves up because they're not 22 year old business owner, millionaire uh, with a Mercedes. Right. I mean, but that's just so, like, not a realistic thing, you know. Uh, It takes time to be solid and thorough, you know, and to build something that's going to last, you know. Um, The last thing I'll say about things lasting is there's a story in the Bible where it's, like, three different uh, foundations, but the one that lasted was the brick one. So I just encourage everybody, man, build a brick foundation, so.
0: Thanks for that Isaiah. I definitely resonate with what you shared about, um, post-grad depression. I wouldn't say like I experienced post-grad depression, but I will say, um, in my program in college, um, they continuously talk to us about, you know, we're training you to be a manager when you graduate. And when I graduated, I was a manager. I was a, um, so my degree, my undergrad degree is in hospitality management and I was a food and beverage manager, which sounds great. But what the reality was is I was a food and beverage manager, for the summer pool outlet and so what i did was i i I definitely like supervise people but at the same time i'm working outside all summer long in texas heat walking around a pool asking people you know you good your slushy come out okay your hot dog good and i'm like you know did i go like i came home like crying so many days i'm like did i go to college for a degree to walk around in the sun all day at a pool and so i definitely um agree and i think that feeds great into your point about like life not being linear and really looking at you know, what can you gain from your diverse experiences? So I appreciate your comments.
3: Guess number three. All right. So my first point is loans will need to be paid off. Fund checks are not all that they're cracked out to be. That lump sum hits your cr- account and it looks great and you want to ball out, but you will have to pay that money back one way or another. All money that comes your way is not free money. It has strings attached. Second, get to know your professors. Third, be involved with campus and city. Be be involved with campus and also your city community. Um, Next would be understand your major and your degree field. And then last, um, I'll talk about celebrating all of your achievements. So I already talked about, you know, um, loans will will need to be paid off. Like I said, I went to my um, financial aid um, department at my at SFA, and they my, my financial aid counselor actually told me like, oh, we have these grants that come through the school. They don't come through FAFSA, and I was able to get some of those grants. Um, there's so many different grants, you guys, that just do the research. Go and get the free money um, and be more cautious and um, intentional when accepting the money that's offered to you because they're go- Sally Mae is gonna try to put you in debt for the rest of your life, just honestly. Y'all see in the middle of um, this pandemic, everyone's like, forget a refund, take away my student loan debt. That's because it comes back for you. You could not avoid it. Um, if you can avoid maximizing those student loans, try to do so. Um, my, I was never an RA, but I had some friends that were. being an RA is a way to go it is a commitment to be in the in the building for certain hours but you get free food and you don't have to pay for housing honey that is some good money to save okay so if you um, are responsible and can challenge yourself there be a RA because it's a blessing my second point was getting to know your professors um people will tell you I think a big a big um Point of advice that people will tell you is to sit at the front of the classroom. Actually, go to office hours. Get to know your professors. I went to some of my professors' homes, y'all. I got to know their families. That came back to bless me when it came time for internships, letters of recommendation, jobs post-grad. I had a professor who sent me job postings after I graduated. Like, this is my friend with this job posting. I know this person at this hospital in Dallas, at this bank in Rockwall, at this place, like getting to know your professors because they're experts in this degree field. So they know people, they've had post students who are now managers, who are now own business owners, just different things. So get to know your professors. And also when you have an 89 in a class and you're trying to up that GPA and you need a 90, um, so you can get an A on your, um, on your transcript, that personal connection will get you that curve. Um, so really getting to know your professors are um, a really great, is a really good tip for any person in college right now or getting ready to go to college. Oh, and also, when I didn't understand something in their course load, knowing them personally, I wasn't going to them, you know, being disrespectful or saying, I don't understand, it's too hard. But they actually were more... Um, more receptive to walking me through what they were trying to explain or wanting me to know for their test or whatever that was. Next, being involved on campus. Um, You definitely, you're there to get good grades and to understand your course load and to, you know, get your degree. But I also think that when you go to college, you're away from home, or even if you're at a community college and still living at home, that's your time to grow into um, the person you're going to be in your career. So you're getting to find out who you are. You get to view the world in a whole nother from a whole nother perspective. And there's people that you can meet on your campus. And I think um, someone else said network. Um, you can network with these people. They can be, they might be your coworkers or your boss or your um, or your employee in the future. Um, one thing I loved about getting to know my community on campus and getting involved was um, in the black community at SFA. And now that I work at UT is the same at the, uh, uh, for the black community at UT. If there's some uh, like, if there's a grant that the school is offering, I might know, I might know about it, but Isaiah might not know about it. I can tell Isaiah, Hey man, I just got this grant. You need to go and apply for it, you know, Or UT just gave out um, free MacBooks to their students who um, during the virus, you know, who didn't have laptops. That just passed the word. There were people who didn't have laptops and they got a free laptop, you know. There's like word of mouth travels. There were times where I didn't have money for food and there was a food pantry on campus and a friend told me about that. So it's like being involved helps you to kind of like stay in the loop and you can lift each other up and help each other out. Or if there's like, um, if there's an exam review that's online, or that someone who already took the class, you know, has had, they can pass that on. I always tell my students nowadays, if you took this class last year with this same professor, you better find a freshman that's taking that class now and help them out. You know, and it's just like helping the next person get ahead and be in community. Um, I also think that it boosts your experience. You get four years in college, undergrad. Um, Grad school is a whole nother kind of experience. It's not as, um, you know, the experience just isn't the same. It's not as full of community and experience as undergrad. So you want to boost those four years. This is the only four years you're going to get in undergrad next is understanding your major and your degree field i had a i um i personally had a job when i graduated from college but as we talked about you know the post-grad depression not being able to find a job you're looking at indeed and a lot of jobs are going to say oh you have to have two years experience in this and in that and you're like i just finished college how am i supposed to have experience that's where if you do this research first you can work two years in college and get that experience that they're going to need, that you're going to need post grad, or you can get an internship that will be, you know, part of the hiring requirements for that post grad job. Talking to your professor about the degree that you're obtaining really does help there too because you get to know what kind of jobs are available with this degree. I want to go be a nurse, but I'm studying this. That's not going to get you to be a nurse, or you're going to have to go back to a whole nother four-year or two-year program after your undergrad to get another degree. So understanding what you're going to school for, what it really requires, and even doing a job search on Indeed of, if I'm applying for my dream job, what are they looking for in their candidates as they're hiring? That was really big for me, And, and that's I think it's something I would really advise um, anyone in college or getting ready to go to college. And then lastly, celebrating your achievements. I mentioned in my introduction that I'm the first person in my my family to graduate with a bachelor's degree. Um, I didn't take grad picks. I didn't do a lot of different things. And now I regret it all. I didn't get a class ring. I thought that was a waste of money. I was like, just give me the degree. That's all I wanted. but celebrate these accomplishments because they're for you, they're for your future family, they're for your current family. Uh, When I got my degree, all of my family came because that was an achievement for our whole family. So I wish I would have maximized that moment and and captured it all. Um, If you get invited to be a part of the Honor Society, take that opportunity. Because that is, that's an achievement that you were invited to, um, that not everyone gets, gets to celebrate. If you met the dean's list or the president's list, yes, pat yourself on the back. Remember, remember those things. You've worked hard. You've, you've beat the stereotypes or the statistics. And that's worthy of celebration.
0: Thanks for sharing, Bria. I'm gonna have a follow-up question for you, but we'll we'll circle back to that in a little bit. Okay. Um, Javon, let's hear from you.
4: I think my situation is a little bit different from everybody else's. Um, I went to college uh, on a full ride. Um, of course, there are some stipulations to that because I was an athlete, but um, I did have to pay for room and board out of my own pocket. That was something that I had to go do, and that was something that My parents thought I was responsible enough to do. So, you know, they didn't help me. They didn't want to be my guarantor. They're like, hey, we're going to put that all on you, Javon. You know, you worked hard to, you know, actually, you know, basically get uh, money to go to school. But in terms of you, you know, finding some place to stay, we think you can do that because they were first generation, um, you know, college graduates in their family. So I was just following off of their footsteps. So, That was a little bit harder for me, but, um, you know, I didn't have all that much time to try and uh, get involved in campus organizations because of football and because football took so much time um, out of my day. And I was just so tired and, you know, I just had to deal with, um, you know, just going to school, waking up early to to go to football practice and study for tests and things like that and I missed out on you know going to campus activities and organizations and I wish somebody would have told me hey Javon you should you know link up with some of your classmates and and see what they have going on in in classes and I missed out on that you know there were a ton of group need invites and things like that that I could have joined in college that I didn't necessarily um, accept because I did have academic athletic advisors right so they kind of helped me and they uh you know sent tutors my way but i wasn't all that um social in college and i wish i was just more social so for somebody that is a student athlete i would just say you know still get involved in campus organizations get involved with organizations dealing with your major so that you can kind of know what to expect if i guess you don't go pro because only one percent of people at your school and in general are going to go pro. And that's something that I always felt like I could do just because of my mentality and, and, and what my parents instilled in me, but that's not the case, right? I ended up at a legal job and thank God I finished college because I did actually um, get an injury to that to, to actually hinder me from actually keep playing on the field because I had too many concussions, right? So always get your education. So get your educations, uh, of course, stay in school, and um, just be social, I guess I would say. Uh, my second thing would be for after college, it would be, you know, your your credit score, right? Getting that apartment. You know, you don't want to move back home to mom or dad, right? They got their own things going on. They have uh, stuff that they want to do. And um, luckily, I had a girlfriend at the time. You know, me and her are now living in an apartment, but it was tough. You know, we didn't have, you know, the the necessities to actually get that apartment that we wanted, right? We didn't have necessarily the best credit score to just be like, okay, um, yeah, you can just, you know, come on into our apartment. You know, you got to have certain, well, you got to have money and, of course, a certain credit score to get you into an apartment. And that's something that I wish my parents would have told me about. And that probably would have helped me out a lot. Uh, my third thing would be, um, of course, taxes, Right. I know, I know some of you guys mentioned taxes. Uh, you know, seeing my parents file uh, taxes together as a married couple, you know, they, you know they, they did those things. I didn't have to worry about that when I was in high school whatnot. So just having to file taxes now, and especially when I was in college when I did have to work a job, I wish that somebody would have told me about that now. But now I can be a helping hand to people that, you know, don't know how to do those things. So that's the awesome part about it. And then applying for jobs. Right. I think that's the biggest thing for uh, students that are about to graduate college. Um, Don't apply after you graduate apply before it's going to help you. You can see the jobs that really are looking at you and that are really interesting. And also you can see the type of job titles that are out there. Right. Not all the job titles are going to necessarily um, match your major or or your major isn't going to necessarily match all of those job titles so just really um you know network and get to know people that can really help you with that and um i think i think isaiah mentioned linkedin i go on linkedin all the time and look at people that have the same major as me and um that are in the specific type of work that i do which is uh The legal field, right? Just get a good feel for what they do or get a good idea of what you want to do in life Because, you know, that really helps you out a lot. And the fifth thing uh, I had a, you know, y'all see these glasses Um, It was tough having to find a eye doctor or a dentist, right? I didn't really ask. Hey, you know "Um, My teeth need a clean. Where do I go? Or my vision is getting bad. Where do I go, right? Um, you know, that's something that I had to talk to my mom about. Mom's like, oh, yeah, I should have told us about that. But, um, you know, that's something you got to do. And my vision did get worse, especially me being an athlete. <laughs> my coach is like, Javon, what you doing? You can't see the football, you know, things like that. But uh, that's something that, you know, I wish I definitely uh, was told totally before I went to college.
0: Awesome. Thank you for sharing, Javon. I don't think that I knew that you were a college athlete. So I think, you know, it was just divinely oriented. You're on this call to offer that perspective. So thank you. Um, We'll go back to guest number one, LaTori. So um, I know that you went to college in California and you went to FITM. And I would say because of its focus on like fashion, it's not your traditional, you know, university. So I'm wondering kind of like coming straight out of like a public high school, how you acclimate it to one like life in California, but also like this different type of program.
1: Perfect. So that's actually um, a, really a good question. Um, when I was talking about choosing um, what college is best for you, Um, and and your family being a big influence on what you choose. So for me, I actually have family in California. Um, Growing up, I took trips to California. So California is really um, my second home. I didn't get to mention that before, but I am originally from Dallas, Texas. So I'm, I'm a Dallas girl to the heart of me, but California is, that's just, that's where I know I'm supposed to be. I think also to having a traveling mentality can actually push you and kind of see, like, okay, is going to an out of state college really for you? Or are you, or is going to a community college somewhere, you know, within your community, whatever it is, those type of things based off of who you are as a person makes a big difference. Point is, you as a person have to define where you want to go in life who's going to be there, you know, at home and who's going to be there in your future and kind of balance it off because it's like going far away. You have to, you have to stay focused on what your objective is. You cannot get distracted. Going to a school that has nothing. I mean, it's just all design. It's, it's, um, I mean, it's just, it's just that it's nothing else. It kept me focused versus had, I went to another college that had sports and all of that. I felt like that could have been a, potential distraction for me I could have said oh well is this something I'm sure I want to do so it's like you got to be really rooted in what you say you want to go after you know because there are a lot of distractions and and because I knew exactly what I wanted and that school had nothing to offer but fashion it kept me on my toes and really figure out what was important for me and it's going to be a different experience for everyone. I mean, we can all tell other people what to do, but at the end, you got to figure out what's best for you. And adaptation is just what we have to get used. You have to adapt to things. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but if you know in your heart, that's something you want to do, you have goals, you have people supporting you, you'll make it. So
0: thank you. That's a wonderful answer. So, Isaiah, um, I wanted to circle back to you. So you talked about being a first-gen college student. And so I'm kind of wondering, like, what were your first steps to taking um, or the first steps you took to kind of start the college process? Um, Because I definitely think that for students who are first-gen, it can be – it's just a a different challenge than um, students who aren't first-gen. So kind of like how did you start to navigate that process?
2: Well, I I was blessed in the sense that um – I went to one of the first early college academies in Texas. Um, so like a lot of my peers didn't have the same opportunities that I had. Like all four years of my high school experience, I had a college prep teacher, right? By the time I got to my senior year, um, even though if you look at statistics, I was disadvantaged. I knew enough to know what type of college that I wanted to go to and I knew um, that I, w- I I didn't want to put myself, my family in debt. Like my dream was to go to Morehouse, right? Um, and Morehouse offered me all these loans. Now, if I knew four years later that um, that man was gonna pay off everybody's loans, I would have went to Morehouse, right? But <laughs> I was lucky enough that UNT they offered me a full tuition scholarship. Um, so that's how I went to UNT. But what I would say, man, is just what um, a few a few people have echoed is just like, man, if you. You have to do your research, um, like search, search, like I don't care if it's looking at YouTube, listening like to podcasts, like listen to so many different people's like opinions and views, people who have went through this stuff um, and, 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 and and try to use their failures as, as steps for you to succeed, right? Like use the stuff that I messed up on or or other people messed up on. So you can come through and and do it better or not have those missteps. So um, like researching uh, like what colleges you wanna go to, researching how much the colleges um, are, researching what do you wanna do after college? and Is this college going to catapult me to what I wanna do and where I wanna be and how much I wanna make?
0: Awesome, thank you for that. Um, Bria, I have a question for you. Um, This question is based off a little bit of what you share, but also just a little bit of personal knowledge that I have about you. Um, So I know that you kind of made like a career shift from what you studied in college to what you're doing now working with students at UT. And I think that a lot of people make shifts early after they graduate to doing different things. And so I'm wondering kind of like how you navigated that internally, because I think sometimes there's like this pressure of like, you went to school to do this thing um, from family and friends. It's like, why aren't you doing this thing? Or you went to school to get this kind of job. Why don't you have this type of job? So I'm kind of like wondering like how you internally like navigated that and then also navigated those conversations.
3: For sure. I originally went to school for nursing. I, um, my whole life I wanted to be a nurse. I've always loved caring for people. I've loved everything about just like medicine and anatomy. So when I went to college, it was already clear that I was going to school for nursing. Um, Stephen F. Austin has a great nursing program. And I also felt, um, I'm a believer, and I also felt that God was calling me um, to be a nurse. So my freshman year, you know, I'm taking my prereqs for the nursing program. Same thing sophomore sophomore year. My junior, uh, at the end of my sophomore year, I apply for the nursing program. I said, I'm only going to apply for the one at SFA, nowhere else. I had good grades, knew that was my calling, knew that's what I was passionate about. So I applied just to SFA. I got denied, you all. It's a hard school to get into, but I just knew for certain that I would get into it. And that was the, 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 I got my denial letter the first day, like the Friday before spring break. So, you know, everyone goes home that Friday for spring break. I got it on my way back to Dallas for spring break. So I didn't tell my family. I didn't tell anyone. That was my little secret. Even though I read it in the car with my friends, I was like, I'm not sharing this. I was devastated because it's too late to apply for any other, you know, nursing programs at this time. Um, Just, it, it was horrible news. And I was so disappointed in God too, because I'm like, you know, this has been a wrench in my plans. Well, that spring break, I was actually coming here to Austin to do a mission trip. Like it was an alternative spring break mission trip. And during that um, spring break, and I didn't know this until probably three years ago. And that's after I graduated college, that during that trip, God was really calling me towards ministry. And I've always been a talkative person, but I never like Y'all, I grew up very ratchet, okay? And I'm still a ratchet person. Safe, sanctified, love the Lord, but I'm ratchet, just period, okay? So I'm like, I know the Lord ain't calling me to no ministry. I rejected it. I, I ran, ran, ran. I was like Jonah. I was not about to listen to the Lord because I knew I was going to school for nursing and that's the only thing that God could ever call me to. That was my mindset. But um, God was surely calling me into ministry. So that rejection was actually um, a redirection to where the Lord was calling me. And I will tell you just a quick, I don't want to go into my testimony, um, but Gabby, this is, okay. <laughs> but but if I would have gotten my nursing degree, I would have never been who I am today. Um, I went to school to make nursing my, nursing was an idol. I knew that I would, Always have good money. I would be taken care of. I would have, you know, a good title to my name. Nursing was gonna be an idol for me in my life, and God just didn't want that for me. Now, when we talk about family, I'm the first person, I'm not the first person in my family to go to college, but I'm the first to graduate. I taught I left home saying I'm going to get a nursing degree. I came back as a missionary (laughs) to a non-Christian family. Talk about plot twist. This is not okay. It's still not okay in some some regards. Not just am I a missionary, but missionaries have to raise their paychecks. So we have to fundraise in order to pay our bills and do what regular paychecks pay for. So I have to tell people, like, this is what I do. This is what the Lord is leading me to, to share the gospel around the world. Would you financially support me to be able to answer my call? Where that happened in the black community, it doesn't, it's unheard of. So I returned home with all of that nonsense and my family was like, uh-uh, go back and get your degree or come back different period. So, um, so that was hard for my family to understand. It was also hard for me too because I, I still needed nursing to give me that security that God was offering me, but that I still wanted to obtain myself. I did grow up uh, raised by a single mom, so I grew up very independent and strong-minded and all these different things. So having to, to let all of that go for something different was definitely disappointing, and it felt like all of my expectations had been failed and that I have failed everyone else's expectations. But I will tell you today, I am so grateful, you guys, that... Um, I had that plot twist in my, in my walk. I knew you was going to bring a word, Bria. Um, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, cause I definitely
0: think like that's something a lot of people resonate with. It's like, I got this degree and like, actually maybe I changed my mind or maybe God changed the plans. Right. So Javon, quick follow up question for you. You talked a little bit about, um, how you didn't know about this credit thing. Then y'all tried to get an apartment. It was like, nope, nope, nope. So I'm wondering what you did to kind of like start building your credit so that people would Want you to stay in their apartment?
4: Well, I did have a credit card um, that I was using, but my credit history was too short. It wasn't necessarily that my credit was bad because my credit was at a 700, but I didn't have a long credit history. Right? In order for you to be considered, I guess having a good credit history, you gotta have like three years or more of like credit history. I only had. It probably seven months of credit history. So I couldn't even really get much of an apartment without a guarantor. Right.
0: So did you end up having to get a guarantor for your apartment?
4: Yeah. My mom, she ended up uh, having to be the guarantor and you know, me being a guy, I feel like I can just do everything by myself, but we need help. You know, anybody. Need help.
0: No, I think that's good. You know, the Lord will humble you sometimes. Um, so I definitely think that um, it's good when you have supportive parents that you can, um, reach out to and i think it's good to know that you don't necessarily want to but being able to know in your mind like you can have that so um, i think that's great um one of the cool things about the college experience for a lot of people is it gives you an opportunity to find your voice and really um escape from the influences that you've had for 18 years and really figure out who you want to be and i think that um here we are um this episode probably won't launch until July, but here we are, um, end of May, right on the heels of the murder of George Floyd, and so I think for me, one of the things that college has been impactful for, um, specifically graduate school, is really figuring out what my role looks like in this social justice room. Because um, when we look at the work that needs to be done, and we look at the system, then we look at systemic racism. It can be overwhelming because there's just there's so much wrong, right? And so I think that one thing college has done for me is really put into perspective how I can use my natural gifts, my natural talents and abilities, the things that I'm passionate about to give back to the community, try and um, close some gaps to um, bring about equity in communities um, that that is not the case for. Um, And so what I'm wondering from you all as we kind of like check out of this call is how you were able to develop yourself as a person throughout college, um, and even maybe in the realm of social justice or how you've been able to figure out, here's how like I can contribute in my own
1: way. It is really important for us to use our platform. And um, I know fashion, I know a lot of people look at fashion like, oh, well, it's just clothes, you know, it's just styling and stuff like that. But I feel like it's way more than that. I mean, fashion they use a lot of technology I mean fashion it retail you know that helps stimulate the economy through jobs and stuff I mean fashion is just a lot more than just wearing clothes a lot of people can define themselves when they dress I mean you know how it is as females we like to get dressed up we feel most confident when we look good you know and that's not just for women it's for men too you know what I'm saying so we can do our part you know and I also um want my brand to be sustainable as well because a lot of the fashion industry contributes to landfill waste and pollution and stuff like that too. So um, for me, not only giving back to my community, um, I want to give back to um, the earth. You get what I'm
4: saying? Well, Gabby, I really appreciate what you're doing here. Um, I think it's helping us. Ironing, sharpening iron is um, it's a really awesome thing right you get to see everyone else's viewpoints and and um you know ideas of what has been going on in their life and who they are today and um just some of the tribulation trials that they went through to actually help them become you know well-rounded people um one thing especially it's just on my mind because it's just going on today you know we i don't think the young people in our generation are are really grateful for our government and I'm gonna say that because in other countries, um, those citizens are being stipulated from what they're able to say and what they're able to do. We're in a country where one person can speak up and the whole world will know about it, right? The whole world will see it with each other and you know care about each other. I think that's the most important thing is to care about somebody. That's how people are going to change. If you show someone that, that you want the best for them and you show someone that um, that they can be better than who they once were, then this world can be a better, brighter place and we can see more positivity each and every day.
2: I, I think the thing that, that all these experiences have taught me is just to be solid. Going back to building a foundation on that brick, um, I felt like, when i was going through college i seen a lot of people with with, with a lot of man-made platforms right that that weren't solid that, that weren't thorough they didn't know what they were talking about um so, so, so i needed my activism what how i wanted to help my community was it in a real real systematic way and, and the things that i experienced growing up were like food deserts um education inequality um just i mean just just so much like structural inequality and when you go back and you research these things, these things weren't intentionally done. So I, I wanted to find out how can I um, partner or get something to where I can really change the world, right? Um, so 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 I I decided I was gonna get my MPA or my master's in public administration, focusing uh, in public finance and local government. Because if you look at a lot of these issues, they stem from um, you know, any, any, any level of government um, making these rules or making these systematic things that have, uh, you know, been intact for decades, like Jim Crow, redlining, um, those are things that affect us today, right? Like these aren't, you know, these aren't things that people are making up. These are things that like really affect people. Um, you know, I'm not from Dallas, but if you go to the Southern part of Dallas, you know, it's, it's, it's not really a grocery store, right? I mean, in, in all of these things, when they're added together, you know, it it, it, it really holds um, our people back, right, just from a plethora of, of, of different things, um, so that's the thing that I think I learned, right, and, and that's what I aspire to be, is to be, like, really solid, right, to be really thorough, to know the knowledge, right, and, and to do good with the knowledge, so, and thank you so much, Gabby, uh, for this platform, I've really enjoyed this thing. Enjoyed hearing
3: everybody speak. I really enjoyed what everyone said. I will say I'm really grateful that um, sometimes I regret my decision to go uh, to a PWI. But overall, I'm most grateful because coming from a, I grew up in Garland. My whole life was spent in Garland. Now I have family all over Dallas. So I got to experience that, but not living in a different dynamic. So when I went to the Nacogdoches, being a small country town, like I said, it's the oldest town in Texas. There's still a lot of racism there. There's a there's um, a whole lot of different experiences going on there, at, uh, you know, in a college town. But what I loved about my PWI is it was it was really diverse. I got experiences with the black community as a whole, and I felt in those moments like I was at an HBCU. And then I got to interact with different ethnicities. And Gabby knows me personally, and she knows that I really do love all people, and I really don't know a stranger. But um, I got to be in community and in classes and in group projects with people of so many different ethnicities. And I always try to maximize any connection I have that's just the person I am. So as we're doing a, uh, you know, a group project or as we're at a organization meeting, I wanna get to know who you are and hopefully connect with you outside of this atmosphere. And as I learned how to communicate with people that came from different backgrounds and who might have different perspectives or opinions, that helped me build um, just relational and communicative communication skills that really blessed me in times like this of injustice where I feel very strongly about something and passionately uh, and impassionately moved by something, but I need to talk to someone who might, and, and I need to have a conversation with someone who might look at this situation differently or might not be able to understand my pain or my passion. And that experience helped me to be able to have those hard conversations with my peers a lot of my coworkers are white American people, but I also have coworkers who are of Asian descent and Indian descent and all different kinds of descent. And I get to hold them accountable as I love them and as I communicate with them. And I get to have those hard conversations out of love for my culture and of, for my people, for Christ and for them as an individual. And I do credit my experience at SFA for that because these conversations definitely need to be had. And I don't always need to come into them not being able to understand or connect with someone who doesn't share the same exact experience or opinion as me. So if I put my own life mask, my own mask on, oxygen mask on, I will go to my Asian brothers and sisters and my white brothers and sisters and my Latino brothers and sisters and I'll help them journey through this as well to so that they can do this journey better
0: each of your comments um remarkable in their own way from i mean this call has been great i think from the place in which we started to coming here and wrapping up so i definitely appreciate each of you all sharing your experiences with the listeners today as well as um just kind of in this moment of where we are right now being um, vulnerable and transparent about your feelings and how you've been able to grow through the college experience um, to figure out what your voice is. So I appreciate each of you being on the call. Thanks for tuning in while the conversation was flowing. Follow a. Gabrielle Exclusives on Instagram and the conversation can keep going. I post once a week. Make sure you subscribe so you can stay up and catch this weekly vibe.